0: And we're off. Back again with another episode. I feel like it's been a minute. Uh, we kind of pre-recorded quite a few because FB was gone in Hawaii. And then in a miscommunication or a lack of communication, he is on a companion retreat. So I had to bring in some reinforcement and uh, we got a special guest today. Good old... I think a lot of you know her. Uh, or know of her, at least, it's my wife. Stephanie Deveni is in the house filling in for Father Brian. Steph, welcome. You
1: know, Father Brian, thanks for letting me wear your headphones. I hope your ears are clean.
0: Yeah, they're Um, probably not. They're actually probably disgusting, (laughs) but I hope you enjoy them.
1: (laughs) I am happy to be here, you know. I am just laughing at this whole situation. I'm very proud of you, gentlemen. I've heard from Ryan that the feedback has been you guys veer off on the topic. That's right. So I'm here to lock it down. Actually, and keep I think, us on I the topic. I think
0: Ryan's brother-in-law, I had to I had to email back. He to be brother-in-law suggested that that we definitely veer off Father Brian and I so We're
1: going to lock it down here.
0: <sighs> Unfortunately, guiding that conversation with FB is like hurting cats, so it's it's rather difficult to <laughs> not go off on tangents. <laughs> uh, but I'm bringing on Steph today, um primarily so next week this will come out on Friday. Uh Chris and Natalie Stefanik Woohoo. are going to be doing our gathering at the grotto um I think it starts at seven p m on Thursday here at Our Lady of Lords and it's a talk on dating in the Catholic world and uh and when I was thinking about what Steph and I could talk about, I, th- I think it's a question you and I get a lot, especially you're involved here at Lord's, but mm-hmm. we have a lot of either uh families, parents and or there's I always kind of joke, but there's so many eligible women who are always like, I need to find a good Catholic man yeah. or or a mom or a dad is like, you know, we need to set my daughter up or son up with a good Catholic man or woman. And it's an interesting dynamic because it's kind of a tug of war. Like, I, you know, it's hard for me because we didn't meet that way. I was not Catholic and mm-hmm. we kind of dove into that, but I think it'd be interesting Um To kind of talk about Catholic dating scenes, especially leading up to Chris and Natalie, who are just... They're the best. They're absolutely my favorite. Um,
1: Yes. They are the best.
0: Before before we start, I want to give two quick shout-outs. Oh. Okay? And then you got to... And I'm going to give you time. So Steph's a little nervous, so...
1: I am nervous, and I'm literally... So pregnant.
0: Yeah, it's And I'm wearing
1: a blazer and I'm sweating.
0: Okay, good. (laughs) Well, there's that. So so there's that. Uh, So while I give Steph time to think about her shout out, I could not be more proud of the moment we received a phone call. And I am so sorry. I got secondhand information on this um, on a voicemail. So I do not know your name and I hope you're listening. But there was a, a lady out of Ohio and she left a voicemail at Our Lady of Lords, I think in regards to, she was watching a Sunday Mass, um, but she had referenced the podcast, and I, it's the first time it's happened, but I hope it's one of absolute many's, is uh, she said that she was a big fan of the podcast and Father Brian, and hence she's been listening and watching the Sunday Masses and is really um, yeah. grateful for Our Lady of Lords. And then she, Could not remember my name, which is totally fine, (laughs) but she referred to me as Gianna's dad.
1: Ooh, nice. And
0: that was like, that gave me the ultimate chills. Yeah. I thought that was the cutest thing of all time. And I'm just so excited about that.
1: Thank you, Ohio.
0: And then uh, my guy, Chuck.
1: Oh yeah, Chuck Smolky. Yes, we had, so I helped coach the Holy Family High School tennis team on the side. So I'm butting in on my husband's shout out right now, but- Chuck Smolke's daughter, Megan Smokey, plays number one doubles for Holy Family. And they had a great match. He's a senior. And anyway, he was at the tennis matches with us this weekend and was just the sweetest.
0: Yeah. The best guy yeah. left me a nice voicemail. I received it today. So, Chuck, this is, uh, you said you listened to the podcast. So now it's, I'm not going to mention this and we'll see, uh, we'll see if you hear this shout out for yourself. Yeah.
1: That was a night. Nice, that was very nice. It was
0: awesome. Um, I learned a lot about tennis this past weekend and, it's a very complicated story. Can
1: sport. I give a shout out? Yeah, now you're up. I'm shouting out my sister, Jessica, because oh. in this topic of dating and family life, my sister has two kids and she just deserves a shout out. She met her husband in college. They are a great little family and she's raising two young kids and she just deserves a shout out today.
0: I love that. She's shout gonna out, She's going to be the Jess. godparent
1: of Jess our child. Jess Bossinger.
0: That's right. Alex and Jess. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So diving back into our topic. Yes. Now we'll get to it. Keeping Uh, on task. Yeah. We're going to keep this (laughs) steered, steered in the right direction. Otherwise Ryan's going to fire us. Um, So why don't you give a quick little recap of um, you went to CU Boulder and then you've kind of had an interesting journey. I think you grew up in a very Catholic family. You think. But yeah, (laughs) that's true. (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> shout out Nona um, that's,
1: that's the mother hen yeah,
0: why, yeah. Don't, why don't you give the recap Up until the point where Before we started dating Just a quick little yes. intro into who Stephanie, previously Giltner, is
1: Okay Yes, and I am excited to do this topic as a, Before I go into that Because um, even if you're married You have young girls or boys or whatever We just live in such a weird time Where dating is weird now um, so I think hopefully this will be a really helpful podcast to such shed some insight um and go from there. But yes, I grew up um I'm one of four girls. I'm the second oldest. So my little sisters are twins. My oldest sister's four years older than me, and we grew up Catholic. My dad um was just confirmed a couple of years ago, actually. So growing up, we would my mom was the Catholic, and my dad came to mass with us every Sunday. But he he was not he was not Catholic. He grew up Lutheran, and my parents met when they were they got married when they were twenty one and started their family really young, and agreed that they needed to have raised the family with one faith. Um, But like I said, my dad was not Catholic. So growing up, there was consistency. Like I I knew our family was Catholic, but I also knew that my dad wasn't Catholic. Obviously, he wasn't receiving communion and all the things that we do as Catholics that if you're not Catholic, you can't do. I was aware of that. Um, But they just raised us to be strong girls. And my mom had very open communication with me just regarding how to live kind of a moral, that sounds corny, but she was just really honest with me. So when I was going through the awkward years of middle school and high school, my mom knew what was going on and asked me great questions. So that i could be honest with her and and save my virginity and just be honest about my relationships, and i felt comfortable for her to speak into that and she did that with all four of us girls and really all of us have stayed strong with our values up until we met our husbands which is a miracle and i attribute that to the (laughs) after-school conversations with dairy queen with my mom Um, and my dad was also very present and involved but Something interesting that they always told us was we didn't have to marry a Catholic. Um, and I've seen that now being at Lords, that there's this pressure, like you have to be with a Catholic. And I do believe you need to be on the same page once you get married, but I don't believe you have to, you can, you have to eliminate people if they're not Catholic. Um, my, uh, you know, I was a focused missionary. I went to CU Boulder Catholic School, Boulder, Father Brian says that all the time. <laughs> I had a serious boyfriend in high school, and then we broke up in college. And I didn't really date in college. And then I did Focus and was on the dating fast, and thought I would meet my husband in Focus. And I I never even got asked out on a date in Focus. (laughs) Um, Maybe like a couple times I went on a date, but I never dated anyone. And you know, I was—I remember after I finished Focus, I was like, "How am I going to meet this guy?" And I joined. A dating app called Hinge.
0: Per the recommendation of your family. Per
1: right? the recommendation of my Catholic mother, Nona. That's right. Who just said I needed to get out there and meet people. And so I joined Hinge and was saying prayers. I'm like, God, I do not want to be on this thing. Um, <laughs> but Patrick was like the first person I matched with, which I know is rare. And I met him and obviously we hit it off, but he was not Catholic. But... <clears throat> He did have, he was a Christian and had a relationship with Jesus, which I think my main point I want to say is I feel like that trumps uh, like just checking off the Catholic box. You want to see where their heart is first. Again, I think before you get married, you need to have it figured out because you want to raise your family the same way. But I just think too many people eliminate people too fast. So that's, I don't know if that kind of gives me my story the story I kind of went off on gives a preachy you the,
0: give you, gives you gives you the, the story, story yeah, about great. me no I think it does I think taking a step back so <clears throat> things that I've observed was one your mom always created that open space for you guys and yeah. still does like yes your mom is still my person I go to to talk about anything yeah. and and was really really good at that I think it was very interesting so I was confirmed. she was real she I, was
1: very real not corny
0: I was confirmed the year before your dad and then your yeah. dad just came into the church two years ago. Mm-hmm. And that was a really cool process to watch and go through. Your mom was my, my sponsor uh, going through that process. But, you know, we met on the dating app uh, and, and, the I, gosh, that was a funny story. Do you remember going through when we actually started dating and we started in- introducing each other and people would say like, well, how'd you guys meet? And especially like we'd go to all your focus things. And I didn't know anything about focus. I was like, yeah. I have no idea what that is. Um, and we'd always get caught, like in one person would say, on a dating app on Hinge, and the other person would be like, yeah, we at met to Avanti downtown. We met at CU. Yeah, like <laughs> we were so uncomfortable yeah. admitting this dating app thing. Um, but Hinge, in a weird way, uh, we are not paid by Hinge, although I we feel like we be. should be. Yeah, <laughs> um, It's kind of, I always joke, it's kind of like Build-A-Bear. Like you're like,
1: you build your spouse. (laughs) Yeah.
0: You say like, literally, I want this age demographic. I want them to be interested in these things and they need to be Christian, Catholic, blah, 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 atheist, any of that kind of stuff. You can really segment down and it will splice up Denver into the eligible bachelor bachelorettes that are out there. And My, like the thing that has been so interesting, kind of going through that process and looking. I think Father Brian always says that you're right, is he always makes reference to like when you come, and I'm going to paraphrase him, but when it comes to marriage, a lot of people are just like, yeah, things are going good. They don't talk about the difficult topics. They're like, yeah, we want to get in the car and drive. And you're off to a great start and you're heading up I 25, you're leaving Denver, you hit Wyoming. And paralleled into what he's really referring to is like, you've started your marriage and then all of a sudden you start to have kids or in this case, you get to Wyoming and you're like, well, one person wants to go to Seattle, one person wants to go to New York and now you're at a real crossroads and you're already married and that's kind of the culture now. I know when I was, at the time, I was becoming Christian and one of my best friends had said, dude, you have got to get on the dating app. My dad had just moved out to Denver we had gone through a lot of loss in the family and this and that. And I wasn't dating. I was hardly even leaving the house. It was like to and from work and then just kind of hanging out. Um, and he had said, you got to get on there. Just get out. Yeah. Just start doing stuff. And I started going to where it was like, I just had to go to coffee with people on these yeah. dates. You had
1: a way worse experience. I, yeah, you?
0: my experience was just God way God blessed worse. me. And uh, I needed to know for like seven bucks and a coffee <laughs> if someone was worth it for a real dinner date. Um, but it was a really good experience. I got a margarita, everybody. That's right. Well, we ended up going, yeah, Steph but, showed up an hour late to our, our yeah, first date. I was
1: scared he was gonna be killed, but.
0: But we, um <laughs> yeah.
1: No, but, but I mean, what were you looking for in the girl? When you were you were going out on all these coffee dates, like what do you think it? What do you think the
0: somebody that loved God and that was just personable, real, could hold her own, confident, but um, you know, it was just interesting and and candidly, if I would have met somebody out the gates that was like, which luckily you didn't, but like, oh, if you're not Catholic, I can't date you, or segment you in the box because I think Father Brian and I always kind of talk about this and anyone listening to this podcast knows how blessed we are to have Father Brian and mm-hmm. the companions out here in Denver because a lot of my we've gone to mass elsewhere in the country like I'm from California we go out there and every time I'm like wow we are giving every excuse in the book other than the one true church or yeah. the blah 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 but from the standpoint of like man some of these homilies and masses and everything about it is just so Bad. We do not give a lot of reasons for young people to stay in their faith, even if they're baptized Catholic and confirmed, to stay in their faith or do any of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, To be in a thriving community is really tough. Our friends say all the time that don't live here, like, you guys are so fortunate you have Father Brian. That's great. For me, it's a totally different experience. RCIA is lame. There's two people. Everyone's like much older, blah, blah, blah. So we don't give a lot of people a great reason. To be Catholic.
1: Well, uh, we're because we tend to not be very welcoming is the stereotype.
0: Yeah. I mean, we always kind of joke, but like, you know, we have all these, <laughs> every ounce of it, like the whole user experience of <laughs> entering the church is rough. There's all these yeah. prayers you don't know. You're up and down. You're this and that. Yeah.
1: I, and I felt like, so this past, I watched the past Sunday homily from Father Ryan O'Neill, who was the guest. Yep. This past weekend. And. He said a couple things that were really interesting. One, he said we can't be so afraid of the sh- of the church shrinking. Like we need to humble ourselves and understand like it's okay. Yeah. We can't change who we are, but we need to love people better basically is what I got from it. Yeah. And then he also was saying when you're when you walk with someone who's not completely on the same page with you, you love them first right. and then they have their conversion. <laughs> and that's I think the key. For my dad and for you and everyone, it's like you have to feel that love first before you feel the call to actually change your behavior. That's right. And with dating, it's like it's not your you. It's not my problem to fix you. You need to figure it out on your own, which I feel like you, well, you did. Um, but I do think you can still love them and and show them and introduce them to this to this truth of the church because they like you're saying right now, most people unfortunately have a negative experience with the Catholic church if we're just being honest. yeah. So if you're meeting a great person who has all the things, but they're not Catholic, maybe they've just never really seen it be done well.
0: Well, and that's, that's the part where if I'm going to make a plea, we don't have a lot of like (laughs) scripture to back this up or any of that. I'm not a scripture scholar and I don't, don't, yeah, I don't, (laughs) myself, I don't particularly care to get to that level, but that's right. We're, we're lacking the Father Brian piece, but like, I look at it, I was thinking about this today, this morning of like, none of the apostles came out believing in Catholicism or the church or Jesus or any of that kind of stuff. Like everybody has had to live their experience to get to that point. And a lot of times now- yeah,
1: They had a relationship with Jesus.
0: That's right. And then ever, ever since then, and Father Brian, like in my journey of this, um, you and I started on Sundays I was bringing you to the Protestant <clears throat> Walmart size, you know, yeah. fog machines, great music, coffees, cookies, the whole nine yards um, worship right. on Sundays. And then we started bouncing around to different churches in Denver. And finally we landed at Lord's. And, and I've said that story plenty of times. But it really took getting intrigued. And then I ended up coming in to meet with Father Brian a couple of times.
1: Yeah, on your own. And
0: just on my own and Which pick was his so brain attractive. of like, because otherwise. <laughs> yes. Otherwise, there's a lot of rules that you feel like are rules in Catholicism. And to Father Ryan O'Neill's point, which was a great homily on Sunday, um, he's making reference in his homily to um which you can find online, but um Pride Month and and the church's dance and all that stuff. But and he, he actually made a reference to Father James Martin and and we're not in a we don't want to be in a position where we're um
1: changing the rules, changing
0: the rules to be more welcoming. Totally agree. That's fine. But like father Brian Larkin says, you you don't want to hit somebody with the rules out the gates. Otherwise they're never going to want to understand it. Right. You got to be loving, let them enter in and then start to explain it. And when Mm -hmm. father Brian, when I started to sit down with him and be like, wait a second, especially just for me, it wasn't that I didn't appreciate the Catholic faith. I didn't you know, I've I've said this before. I mean, I had a much different stance on abortion. I had a much different stance yeah. on uh,
1: gay marriage, se- gay
0: marriage, sex before marriage, living together before marriage, spending the night before marriage, any of that kind of stuff. I just didn't know any better. I didn't have good influences that were kind of teaching me that.
1: Yes. And with that said, I'm just thinking for all these mothers listening with daughters, or if you're a woman, the key is you do, ha- you cannot cave you have to own your values and really believe in them and be convicted you never there was no pressure for me to ever change from you which obviously any pressure you feel from a person you're dating is a red flag and you exit but um but like you said you didn't understand the teachings but i was already very convicted with i'm not we're oh, not yeah. having you, sleepovers you stood
0: firm we're in not, all of that i mean i think yeah. our second date you asked me my stance on pornography and all this kind of stuff, it was like, I was like, whoa, what just happened? Um, but again, in my reality, none of that stuff was an yeah. issue. None of it. So it was the first time I was kind of waking up to it. And again, this is where I yeah. think I struggle. And we always kind of joke, like, there, especially here at Lord's, we always say it, but there are so many eligible women that come in and they're all your friends and they're like, Patrick, please introduce me to a good mm-hmm. Catholic man. And I look around, I'm like, yeah. well, there's definitely good Catholics here. But a lot of, 99% of them, the men are married. Yeah. There's not a lot of talent. Uh, talent. That you would put out there. But I, I think it's, there's this stigma that you need to find a good Catholic man. When my counter to that is don't, you can't narrow that box. Because if that's the case, I would have never become Catholic. Mm-hmm. I not about never, but not in that, not where we are now. Would have never met you. Mm-hmm any of that kind of stuff that I look at so many of my good guy friends that are not Catholic, but they are believers. They are Christian. And it's like <clears throat> the only thing I wish we had more of, and hence why we started the podcast, but was more bandwidth of father Brian to sit down and have those conversations. Well, and we how- can
1: be those people, you know, father Brian can't be replicated everywhere, but we all being formed here can learn how to communicate and at least guide people to the truth. 100%. But I think too, um, <laughs> like with dating like you're not trying to again you're not trying to change the behavior of the person or control them or event the key term within catholic circles is to evangelize
0: which you would hate patrick hates any
1: corny catholic terms which i do too um but where you're basically like dating to evangelize them which is a bad idea that should not be your intention but there's um something in them where they're curious naturally and they take the initiative on by themselves. I think that that's key.
0: Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, it, you're trying to just get them to take a step in, get and their foot why in the
1: door. Too, it, the main thing that matters is the personal relationship with Jesus. I really believe that because we've all seen, I know I have plenty of strong Catholics struggle with their relationships because they can, they struggle to be vulnerable and real.
0: I, I feel and like there's the huge. facade, yes. the facade of like, Oh, I'm Catholic. And it's like, okay, great. But where's your actual or Let's heart? go pray a
1: holy hour. And all of a sudden our problems are going to be fixed. That's the, no. that's
0: the other one. And I, I know this has happened before on a podcast, but I, my rant that I just can't stand is when people like hide behind spirituality. Yeah. And if, and guys, I'm going to give this shout out from the guy standpoint, yeah. I'm going to speak for women, you could do this on your side, but for the love of God, please do not break up with somebody and, and say, like, "God told me you're not the one." Like don't hide behind the veil of spirituality to make a decision. If that's, what's re- if that's what you really feel and you feel like you've learned that in your holy hour, and that's, that's great, but stand behind it. Mm-hmm. Don't put up this like, it's not me. God told me this. We're not going to work out. Have a great day. Stop doing that. Yeah. Own your stuff. Make your decision and stand behind it. Be a man about it and and move on. But I feel like most of the time it is, you know, like, oh, let's have a holy hour and we'll figure out what's wrong, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, there is a reality to life. And you can't just assume that like, because you're a Catholic or a Christian or whatever that like, oh, God will provide, like there are action steps that need to happen. Yeah.
1: You have to. Grace builds upon nature, right? That's the saying. So you have to, you have to move. You can't just sit and react. But I think um, that is something I noticed more when I was a focused missionary. Just an over spiritualization. Not everyone, but I was a, I was in the circle, and it was just my whole world a lot of the time. And I, and it's still dangerous now. I mean, but I think you don't want to yeah, d- get in the cycle of over spiritualizing everything and, and then therefore sacrifice really being real with yourself and your spouse and just being able to communicate like, Hey, I'm feeling this when you do this and this needs to change or whatever.
0: I um, <laughs> Yeah. I feel like it's just gonna become more and more important to, I think that was something that was successful in our, especially dating. And again, our stories are much different. You were one and done on the on the dating app. I went on plenty. Um, just a duration thing. It was, I mean, you're just on that thing, swiping left <laughs> or right. But it, um, I got to a point, and I felt like you were very much at that point because of your background. You were very firm in who you were and your faith. For me, I was at a point of like, here's my non negotiables. Like I'm gonna we laid it out so quick out the gates of like, this is what I'm looking for. If that's not it, great. I don't want to waste time, I don't want to spend three months in a relationship that I know is not gonna work, all that kind of stuff, and being upfront about it and knowing who you are. And that's why I also think too, I mean, there's so many young women. We you and I have a seven year age gap. Right. And I always joke that if we would have met a month before we did, I mean, I was I was lost. Yeah. And I always, <clears throat> one of my favorite authors, John Eldridge, um, wild at heart and fathered by God. But in wild at heart, he talks about the uh, development of manhood. And it starts as a baby. Then you kind of, he calls it like warrior phase. And then you become, you know, it's this evolution yeah. of manhood, which I actually really, it makes so much sense. And eventually you reach this stage called you're, a sage mm. and you've just like lived through life. Like you've gone through it. You understand it. And that's those guys that are typically later in life, 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, that look back and they're like, yeah, man, I wouldn't touch the stove. It's pretty hot. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't uh, trust me. I've done it. It hurt. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, but from the, there's a stage that he kind of says like from 20 and up a man in his development stage is searching and wants to find something to fight for, and wants to do all that kind of stuff. And when you look around, I mean, gosh, this week I was watching Nickelodeon has all this agenda now, all these cartoons do, public schools, everything. People are going to be more and more confused. And it doesn't mean though, that when you meet somebody um, just out at a pool party or whatever, you're living in downtown Denver, wherever you live, and they're out partying. And, and I did a lot of stupid things. Really dumb, yeah. like <laughs> live the party lifestyle, live the party lifestyle, all that kind of stuff. But in my heart, I knew it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. But if somebody would have wrote me off just because of that, and again, our backs are against the wall now more than ever, way more. I mean, the things I'm learning about that are happening in public school now, like I only went to public schools. This whole work mm-hmm. in Our Lady of Lords thing is like blowing my mind. Yeah. i like, I and mean, that was our last episode. But like, classical versus reg- regular education, people are now going to be stepping in, and, and facing a new reality. But the truth is the truth, and we right. know that what we believe in mm-hmm. is true. Mm-hmm. So we have to find the art in explaining that.
1: Yeah, I was going to say too. My little sister. I'm going to just briefly. She she just went through a. She was dating a very nice guy, but they went through a, a little bit of a breakup. And I think the whole lesson is, is that she's a sophomore in college and he was, he's not Catholic, but again, great guy, but the core wasn't there. And they dated for like a year and a half, which I mean by like, they didn't agree on some main non-negotiables, like political beliefs, whatever, um, religion, things like that. And at some point there's. It comes to a head and it just you can't get through it as much as you are sexually attracted or romantically attracted to someone if the core isn't there it it's not going to work which is why um, I think you have to be really honest and and it made me think of that when you were saying how weird our culture is now it's like hey can you imagine you and I being pregnant right now and one of us was like super, like really into like these new agendas with transgender we were just off it would be so difficult
0: totally but i that's kind of where i think i was going with you know john eldridge yeah. his, and where i joke about myself if you and i met any earlier if you met me at 28 you know
1: yeah changed, I, I was yeah. so
0: different so when we talk about your little sister and we did talk about this like they're both so young they're the same age they're both in college mm-hmm. at cu they're which we grow. all know is very very uh oh man talk about agendas yeah. um which is fine, but you know they didn't work now. Right? Who knows? Maybe down the line. Maybe themselves. that's yes. And they and they need to walk that. Everyone's going to have their own journey. But that's where when I look at Eldridge's stuff, I do respect the fact of him saying like, I think there's a develop like women mature earlier than men. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. Yeah. And you know, we, you and I had that call. We were doing <laughs> we were doing a
1: yeah a
0: will. We were doing that estate thing, yeah. and they said we were talking about Gianna and something happens to both of us, the attorney recommended that she can't touch anything that she inherits until she's 25 when her brain is fully developed. Mm -hmm. And I kind of, I was like, man, that's very interesting and it makes sense. Um, But I think for guys, if if we were talking about a little boy, I would have said, shoot, let that, he's going to ride this out till he's 40 because he's going to do some (laughs) dumb stuff. Like there's no doubt. Because that's what I did. But I do think there is like this, you know, it doesn't make your little sister's ex, a bad person at all. I, I was that guy. That's my thing. So when you start to like, he's just not there yet. Yeah. And that's fine. And he needs to and find good to influences. you give freedom
1: to your person that you're dating to make the decisions themselves. Otherwise, resentment will build. That's right. So the way I started was saying you don't have to marry or date a Catholic I do believe that, but at some point it's going to come to a head. And if that person doesn't feel free and growing in the same direction as you and exploring the Catholic faith, then I think that there's an issue <coughs> if you're a convicted Catholic.
0: Well, that's what, I mean, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I've always said Steph's a stronger one. You did that to me. You, yeah. we were probably what, three or four months into dating. We went to dinner and you're like, look, you're awesome. This is great. But here are my non-negotiables. Like 100 percent. and at this point, we need to take a break, and you need to decide if this is it. Yeah, like there's nothing wrong in saying that, because people are going to have to live their lives, and, and God has their own journey for mm-hmm. them. But you put me on the spot, mm-hmm. and, and we went away, and we said, "Okay, we're going to take a break from each other." And we started I, it really put me in a position to really explore and try to understand my own thoughts. Am I mm-hmm. brainwashed? Am I just trying to live like this free? and mm-hmm. you know, God is love, like, whatever? Or, do I really want to stand for something, and what is God actually saying? If I say I believe in God, then what, what is does it that actually, mean What does that mean? And, and that did happen. You and I took a break when we were g- kind of classically, like we were thriving. I know It was like a super awkward point to sad. be like it was. It was definitely tough, <laughs> but it was that maker to break it, like yeah. because on the flip side, Father Brian says this all the time, and he's so good at this, you don't and why this is also why a lot of people always say, like, what do you mean? I have to start doing marriage prep eight months before we get married and all these things about the church, which again, it sounds like a rule if you just want to go get married on a beach and you're like, dude, I just want to get married tomorrow Mm -hmm. and just have my friends there and we're all wearing white linen. Fine. But the church has that in place because you need time to meet with the priest, do your tests, do all that kind of stuff to have those hard conversations because most people don't now. Yeah. And everyone just wants to start living together play house before there's actually house mm-hmm. get married maybe it's convenient well
1: people are just compromising and i think this is what i would want to, what i would tell gianna and as she grows up i i want to kind of repeat what my mom did and just be really honest so she is very confident with what she stands for and who she is but at some point i want her to realize it's way better to be single than to be married to the wrong person Totally, and that's key. What? And Father Brian has said this on this podcast that probably some people who are called to marriage maybe won't be because they maybe might not get married because there's I don't know what the, what he said he said something about that but I believe that that um, it is better to yeah be single than to be with the wrong person because life is hard if you're you marriage is hard we've only been married for a year but we've both realized. Yeah. It's hard. You don't want to be with the wrong person. That's
0: right, and and it's not by any means. We are not experts in the marriage no, thing. No, we've been but, married for a year. But I do, I do think um, it's okay. I just I feel like there is this automatic judgment or pressure for people to marry Catholics, and it's just my plea to say for Catholics to marry Catholics. Catholics yeah. to marry Catholics. And if, and if you are dating, the world is much bigger than that. And yeah, you're not going out to try to evangelize through dating. That's not it. But if you eliminate the wall of like, oh, you're not Catholic. I can't date you. And you just start to just get to know people, find out mm-hmm. their heart. All of a sudden, it makes sense. And, and you may be that reason. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Steph was the reason. I looked into the church. Father Brian was a huge part of that. All right. of the above that's what brought me to it to understand and realize the beauty behind the Catholic faith. Um, But it's like, some of
1: these strong, I mean, I'm in a, the Flatirons community church Bible study still. And those women I've been with for three years. And I do that on purpose because we have a lot to learn. Honestly, we, they have, they can learn from us, but we have a lot to learn. They, a lot of those people know their scripture a lot better than Catholics. And sometimes they, they, they're just more convicted about the personal relationship with Jesus. And there's a lot of great guys in those churches who, again, I just think have never been introduced. So I'm just saying, yeah, you don't want to eliminate someone because they're going to a different church, especially. If you. Right. If I just eliminated you because you were at Red Rocks, that would have been the worst mistake of my life.
0: Yeah. I think the, the takeaway would be you have to be yeah. so firm in your belief. Yeah but loving and walk with people in that sense. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, yeah. and you come to that point of like, look, this is where I'm at. At the end of the day, I'm going to Seattle. And if you aren't on board for that, fine. Yeah. Say, Livia, I wish you nothing but the best. Let me know what we can do. But I'm not going to compromise myself to all of a sudden get to a right. point in our relationship where we're like, what do you mean you want to send into a Catholic school? Like, yeah. well, we didn't talk about that. You we wouldn't right. even want to get married in the church. Now, all of a sudden, two months before you're getting married, you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it's, it is kind of funny. I have to, I went to, uh, Father Brian's been doing a, uh, coffee talk in the morning Mm -hmm. for parishioners Mm -hmm. and shout out to Alicia from RCIA. Oh, she had asked a question though. And I, and I found it very interesting because I think we hear it all the time too, especially as you know, you're in your Bible study and a lot of my friends more so are either not Catholic or Christian than they are, uh, Catholic. Yeah. But she asked a question. She's so she just got confirmed and she's like, you know, I just there's times though that like from my Protestant background, this relationship piece with Jesus and God, and and especially if you read John Eldridge, I mean, fathered by God, that's all it is. It's Mm -hmm. like you get in the car and you talk to God. Like Mm -hmm. it's not a lot of, you know, it's very interesting. It's much different. She's like, but what I've noticed is every time we get together with like prayer groups and anything with my new Catholic friends it's always these like crazy. I mean, you and I've been doing a novena that I'm like, how in the world does somebody know this? Right. It took me three months to try to memorize it. Now every night we say it. And I'm like,
1: yeah.
0: a lot of times you just kind of run through it. And she's like, when, when it's very different in the Protestant world where it's like a very much relationship driven prayer. Yeah. And father Brian had one of these <laughs> moments of truth. Um, and I'm going to kind of butcher it. So we may have to like have him clarify this, but he made this point. He's like, you know, it's, it's very true. We, mm-hmm. the, Catholicism has these prayers that have been given to us, the, our father, hail Mary, blah, blah, blah. They're actually given to us, you know, in, in the Bible. Right. Like pretty powerful stuff. Right. One, but he's like, you know, I hear that a lot from Protestants. And I just started dying when he says this, he goes, uh, but on the flip side, he's like, yeah, you're right. Protestants do have a very prayerful and mm-hmm. like intentional prayer. But he's like, if you start listening enough, they're also kind of the same. He's like, you know, Dear Lord, we, come, we are just so grateful for today and the, you know, the blessings you've given us. And he's like, you start listening to like five or six times, it's the same prayer every time. You get in your habit. So why not take the one that's from the Bible, given, handed yeah. to us by Jesus?
1: No, totally. It's, it's, yeah. It was
0: very, it's, I just started dying laughing. I was like, man, that's actually so totally. true. Like when you are, go to a Protestant thing. And I was just thinking about my time at Red Rocks. So I was like, it is, it's always the same Totally. Same version of a different yeah, prayer, that's true. but it's not like everyone knows what you're about to say, but it's kind of the same thing.
1: Yeah, no, that's true. I think the key, the takeaway in my statement it, or my, this whole thing is when, when I was a missionary, Curtis Martin was one of father, Brian has said, that's one of the best speakers. He started, who started focus in one of his talks. He said something along the lines of, you have to fall in love first. And then you're gonna like change your life basically, and so basically, all I'm saying is you just have to be in love with God first. And I unfortunately think that there are a lot of cradle Catholics and Catholics in general who have lost that, um, and, and live that's by why the we're rule. In, and live by the rule. And that's why you're doing this podcast. That's why we're trying to just be real and honest because we want people to fall in love again. I mean, t- seriously, I think that sound might sound corny, but it's like true. Um especially now in this world where it's so confusing, what's going to keep you going? That moment you can remember where you're like, man, God loves me. I love God. Yeah, I do not know the words to say in a prayer. I'm going to say in our father, but I know (laughs) that I love God and he knows I love him. And that's the type of person you want to date.
0: Yeah. And Father Brian always says that too. Like, and then we'll wrap up here. But Father Brian always says that with like, as you grow, as you start to fall in love with your faith, And you really start to dive into it. You may not know, especially if you're dating. Gosh, it was so, I remember the first time you and I went over to dinner and I was in a mad panic rush to learn, bless us, oh Lord. Oh
1: my gosh. Like I did not
0: want to line up for prayer and not know it. Mm -hmm. So I was like studying all week and blah, blah, blah. But as you evolve in your faith, and FB says this all the time. That's when you really start to understand the meaning of those prayers. Yeah. Where did it come from? Why is it happening? What are we actually saying when we say "Bless us, O right. Lord," and "These thy These thy gifts"? Yeah. If you ever said that, I'd be like, "What the hell just came out of your mouth?" These thy gifts. But when you really start to understand it, that's why you continue to study yeah. and start to learn from people. And again, yeah. why I think FB's RCIA is so packed every year. It's unheard of. I mean, we have like eighty yeah. people, forty of which are yeah, getting confirmed. Awesome. But a lot of people are coming back just to learn Mm -hmm. because especially a lot of couples, especially just because you're cradle Catholic, you've kind of grew up in it. You never really took the time to, it's just kind of like, you've just regurgitating what you've been told. Yeah. So that's my last piece in this thing of just, especially it'll be interesting to see where Chris and Natalie go with this. Yeah. What's Um, your
1: like exiting one liner of dating advice?
0: Don't narrow your scope to just Catholic. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's a disservice to everybody Mm -hmm. because it's not good luck. Yeah, I mean, good luck. That's where we always. I always laugh when someone comes up and it's like, "Please introduce me to one of your good guy friends." I'm like, "Fantastic!" All the Catholics are like engaged or married here at Lord's, and outside of that, I'm not seeing a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't have a lot, and I joke with my guy friends all the time. Like we talked about, you know, some of my buddies Jeff and these guys, and I'm like, "Dude." I gotta find a way to get him to become Catholic because he's so desperate to find somebody a good woman. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, if you just came to Lords, it's yeah. like shooting fish in a barrel. Like it's game over, yeah. There's pl- take your pick, but they're not Catholic. Yeah. So then you're in this catch 22 of like, okay, we have to remove that wall. Just find out someone's heart, their intention. Are they open to it? Be firm in your faith. And that's my very long winded one liner. Okay. It's a long elevator pitch.
1: Mine is to fall in love first yourself with God and own your convictions. Never compromise, but follow your heart with where you're going. If you if you feel like you want to join a dating app or put yourself out there a little more, I would say go for it. If you're willing and you really know not to compromise your values. Because
0: on the flip side of that, oh. people are doing that
1: mm-hmm.
0: in secrecy yeah right? they're afraid they're ashamed. they're all this stuff dude, it's real. It's a yeah. what better way to meet somebody than on an app where, where to explain to me any other place. you're not gonna find a gathering or the Grotto. I don't care where you're gonna maybe. be you, maybe, but you're not gonna find four hundred eligible people that fit your little mold at Red rocks, mm-hmm. not not the church at the concert venue. like they'll be there. Good luck meeting everybody now you have an opportunity to actually really broaden that scope due to technology and all the above yeah. That but the I, key I is to creative. just, you
1: got to know yourself. That's right. And you got to know your non-negotiables and you have to be confident. That's the key. And if you're not, then just take some time for yourself and get there. There you go. That's my ending statement.
0: <clears throat> okay, well, we'll wrap up there. Again, we appreciate all the comments feedback. FB will be back next week.
1: Yeah, thanks and, everybody for listening to me. And, and let us for know if you enjoyed on.
0: having Steph on here and Uh-oh. if you need to replace Father Brian with no! Steph. It's fine. We can do that. We'll figure it out. Um, email us at rant at dot i know we have a ton of questions in there um that father brian and i will definitely send get us your to. dating stories i don't know if i want to read those <laughs> okay. please maybe just get a hold of steph if you want to do that um <laughs> add her on social <laughs> we're trying to delete social actually but anyways yeah. um again thank you guys we'll talk to you uh next week thank you steph- stephanie devaney and gianna's father signing out <laughs>